remembered Zion. And we wept when we remembered Zion. This is, of course, a reference to the exiles from the temple on their way to Bavel, and they hung up their harps. The Levite singers hung up their harps on the willows and wept. This is a psalm, a psalm of mourning, a psalm of moaning, the song which has no song. A psalm, when we talked about it last time, it's the psalm of the lump in my throat when I try to speak, when I try to say something, but I can't get the words out because I'm too racked with grief, I'm too racked with mourning, I'm too racked with an inability to express myself. Sham yashavnu gambachinu, so you just sit down and weep, that too is a psalm. That too is, that, that too is an expression of praise to God. Our pain and our mourning is an expression of praise to God because we turn to God at our time of loss, at our time of destruction. The people are exiled and this is what they sing, they sing Tehillim. The next is Mizmor Asaf Elokim Ba'u Goyim Benachalasecha Timu Eshechal Kachecha Samu Es Yerushalayim Le'iyim A Psalm of Asaf O God, the heathen have come into thine inheritance and they have defiled thy holy temple. They have turned Jerusalem into heaps. This word iim is a very, uh, a very significant word. I quote it over here from the Ibn Ezra in, in footnote 23. Perish Rabbeinu Avram ben Ezra. Le'iim mikamot shfeilim. The highest, most lofty place in the entire world was turned into a garbage heap. Was turned into the lowest. The place of the utmost sanctity was completely defiled. However, we also have a prophecy that tells us what the opposite of this is. One of my favorite psukim, one that I referenced a little bit earlier, one of my favorite psukim in all of Tanakh. Hafechzeh, says the Ibn Ezra, the opposite of this will be realized at the end of days. Nachon yehar beis Hashem. That's a pasuk in Yeshaya, Perik beis, pasuk beis. Vehayab achris hayamim, nachon yehar beis Hashem, beroshaharim. Let me just take away Shem Hashem over here, in case anybody ever prints this. Nachon yehar beis Hashem, beroshaharim. At the end of days, Zion, which had been brought down, me ashpos, had been brought down to the absolute iim, to the dumps, to mounds of ash. So that will rise again like a phoenix above all the ashes. Nachonia berosh harim, it will be the highest of all mountains. And here's the beautiful end to it. Vinisamigvaos, vinaruelav kola goyim. All the nations of the world will stream, will stream to the Temple Mount, will stream to, uh, to the base Hamikdash. In another commentary on Tanakh, You know, we talk about Tel Aviv, that it was once a ruin of an ancient city. Imagine saying, Even though Yerushalayim is so beautiful nowadays and built up into a modern city with restaurants and boutiques and beautiful housing developments and extensive apartments and we can reach the Kotel. With all of that, imagine if we could talk about Yerushalayim is still in some forms a tell. Tell Yerushalayim as well. The Gal. Gal Shalavanim. A heap of stones waiting to be put. All we have to do is go to the southern wall excavations to Meitav, uh, to Mach, um to Merkaz Davison, and you could see the piled stones. I know people have a minhag to go there on Tishabov, especially because you could see active destruction. The stones are still there in piles. The stones are still there as they were from the destruction of the temple, not the Kotel Plaza, which is so beautiful and so clean and so nice, and yet still a wall, still something that prevents us from being at the place where we recognize the completion and the rebuilding of the temple, a temple where all nations will go to, is still kind of a tell. These 
these tells, these iyim can still be found in Yerushalayim. V'zui kavanas haklala. And this is the message of the klala, of the curse that B'nai Yisrael received in Vayikra. And God says, V'hashimosi aniyas ha'aretz. I shall destroy the land. Right? Shamemu, that the people, the nations that come to land will be in a state of hishtomemut, unable to speak, just like the just like the exilees leaving Eretz Yisrael, they were unable to speak, they could only cry. God says the land will be laid so desolate that no other nation will be able to raise it up but us. Baruch Hashem, we've witnessed the renaissance of the Jewish people may continue in our generation, may rebuilding Yerushalayim continue. Again, you could see that Tikkun Rachel are psalms focused on the intensity of the moment of destruction, the intensity of being able to give expression of what happens. Imagine we finally left Yerushalayim be Bewildered, we sat down and we cried, and then we took stock of what happened. We took stock of, oh my gosh, do you, do, could it really happen? Could it really happen that the heathen came into the temple, this place, this spiritual fortress that seemed impregnable? Could it be that they've defiled it? That they've left Yushalayim as heaps of destruction? How could that be? The next and the final Pasuk of Tikkun Rachel, the final capital of Tikkun Rachel, is Tehillim Kuf Beis, 102. And it finishes off on a note of hope. Atatakum, tirachim tzion, ki es lechanina ki Please God, the time has come to bestow your grace, your chain, to give chain to Yerushalayim, turn a graceful eye to Yerushalayim, ki Like the Ramchal said over here, if you look up, he says, even if it's not the right time, we say, even if our davening for the temple is not fulfilled because the time has not yet come, there will be a time. David HaMelech says, Get up, have mercy on Zion. It needs your grace. The time for God's grace has arrived. God needs to, you need Hashem to give your chain, to bring chain, grace to Yishlaim, ki vamoed, the time will come. Ki ratzu Even it's dust, even the stones, whether they're the stones of the pile, the heap of destruction, or the stones of Akko, the stones of the port, when you would enter the land of Israel, your servants desire these stones. We give our grace to its dust. This is, of course, a reference to the Gemara Subos. The Gemara Subos tells us beautiful Gemara. I know we don't have too much time, but I'm just going to show you the beautiful Gemara in Subos. The Gemara says, the Gemara says, Rabbi Abba, Menashe Kipe de Akko. Rabbi Abba, when he would get to Akko like an Ole, getting off a Nefesh Benefesh flight and bending down on their knees to kiss the tarmac, Rabbi Akko would kiss the stones of the port of Akko. Rabbi Hanina, Rabbi Hanina, the great Amora, Mitakin Mitkale, he would fix, he would, he would see that uh, paving stones, you know, maybe uh, that were broken up or that were decaying. He would go, he would help with the cleanup. He would go and he would take the remnants of destruction and he would pave the way for hopefully what's a better future. May we see more images of people doing that together, of people looking towards a future of, in our society, in the United States, a future that is more equal, more equitable, more, op- more opportunities and fair for everybody. Rabbi Ami, Rabbi Asi, Kaime, Mishamshi, Litula, Mitula, Lishamsha. 
two other Amoras. If they were in the sun, they would move to the shade. Or if they were in the shade, they would move to the sun, depending on what made them comfortable, so as not to even put themselves in a position where they would say anything bad about the land of Israel. Oh, it's too sunny. Oh, it's too cold in the shade. They would move from place to place to not even bring themselves to the point where they would come even close to any expression of anger at Eretz Israel. You know, I heard once uh, from a rabbi many, many years ago, you know, it's, it, you're a maragel. You're a spy. If you come back to America and you tell people that the ketchup in Eretz Israel used to be bad, believe it or not. Now Israel is everything uh, that, you, that you could possibly want, right? But it used to be apparently that the ketchup wasn't so good in Israel. So to come back from Israel to America and to say the ketchup is bad, so that's like a miracle. You're like a spy, right? Rabbi Ami Ravasi would move themselves from place to place to be comfortable so that they would never say a bad word about the land of Israel so we don't have to complain about the ketchup. And Rabbi Chiyabar Av would roll around in the dust of the land of Israel based on this Pasuk that we say in Tekken Rachel, God we love, we, we love the dust of Eretz Yisrael, show some grace, show some chain to Eretz Yisrael. And finally, we begin Tikkun Leah. Tikkun Leah, which is, again, Psalms that instead of focusing on the intensity of destruction, focus on the hope, the chazon, the vision of rebuilding. Ledavid Mizmor. And I hope that, uh, I feel that we're in a Tikkun Rachel place right now in our country here in America. May it be Hashem's will that we arrive at a Tikkun Leah very, very soon. Ledavid Mizmor. Lahashem Ha'aretz Umuloah Tevel V'yosheba. In the front of all of the Sfarim that I buy, uh, so I write the Lamed Hey Vav for Lahashem Ha'aretz Umuloah. It's like a yeshiva thing um, or a seminary thing that, you know, that, that even though I happen to own this Sefer, even though the Sefer is the property of my own, really I'm paying at least lip service to the fact that everything in this world is God's. Now, this is a very powerful framing uh, verse, right? This might not seem necessarily germane to a, discuss- a discussion or to psalms of lament, loss, and destruction, but uh, indeed I think it's a very powerful centering mantra. It's a mantra that says, This is all God's. This is all God's. This country is God's country. This world is God's world, right? Those stores are God's stores. Those people are God's people. All of us, whether you're under the boot of a police officer or whether you're the president of the United States, you are God. God brought you here. God gave you a Bechira. God allowed you to be a child of God. All of us are children of God. So as a centering, an anchoring mantra, and certainly one that I think takes all the chaos of destruction that's referenced in Tikkun Rachel and brings it to a place of how can I, how can I conceptualize how can I conceptualize unity in this kind of a situation? So what a mantra. Hashem ha'aretz umloa. God rules the world. God rules the world. I believe in God. That is an important and powerful mantra. It, it might be uh, worth focusing on the deeper meaning, the background to this, and why in, instead of just my interpretation of the mantra here on what the background of this is. So first of all, David Mizmor, the Radak tells us, Ledavid Mizmor, Zeha Mizmor, Chavru David, Shiyamro, Soshiach, Nisua, Aaron, Leves, Kodesh, Akedashim. This was the psalm that David Amelech composed for when they would bring the Ark of the Covenant into the Sancta Sanctorum, into the Kodesh Akedashim, the signal of the completion of all the work that started when David Amelech bought the Goren, Ar, Ar, the Goren Aravnan. 
right, when he brought the threshing floor of the Yevusim for 50 shekel, when he bought it for 50 kesef, when it was just a threshing floor for wheat, we could talk for a long time about what it means, what is signified by the Beis HaMikdash, the site of the temple being the place where wheat was laid out to be threshed and turned into, uh, turned into uh, bread, into sustenance for human beings. We won't have time for that right now, but when David HaMelech commenced that process, which which finished with the Hanukkah Sabayis underneath his son, the dedication of the temple. So this psalm, the Radak tells us, the David Mizmor, La Hashem Aretzim Loa Teva V'Yosheba, was composed when the Aron, when the Ark of the Covenant was brought into the temple, thus signifying the completion of the process started by David HaMelech. Pasuk Aleph describes a vision that David HaMelech had that this will be the place of God's temple. David HaMelech offered Karbanos there and knew that this place would be where the temple was going to, destined to be built. So it's almost, it's almost, and here's, here's the genius, I think, of putting this into the liturgy of Tikkun Chatzos. The second that you start Tikkun Leah, the second you start Psalms of rebuilding, so you're immediately referenced back to the very beginning of the Machshavat Chila, of the first thought the first revelation that David HaMelech had that finished, that was completed, that the capstone was bringing the Aron HaKodesh into the Beis HaMikdash, signaling that this building is now activated, that the Kedusha, the sanctity of this place is now being realized, that we go full circle from the destruction of all we have are stones and dust, and that they've defiled They've defiled your temple. We come back full circle and begin the rebuilding, begin the rededication from the very beginning, from the moment that David HaMelech had that first vision that this mountain, that Har HaMoriah would be the place, that the temple would be the place that Shamaim and Aretz would come together, that heavens and earth would be sewn together, if only to be torn asunder, but eventually with the rebuilding of the third temple, be brought back into order again. Furthermore, the Malbim says, I don't know if we have time for this Malbim. Okay, we'll have to do the Malbim later. The Malbim actually gives a history of starting with the Jews leaving, starting with Hashem. Basically, the Malbim says an incredible idea. The Malbim says that the place of Harabais was always holy. It was meant to be holy. It was meant for anybody to go and to dedicate themselves to God at this place. This was the place that God had designated as his anchoring place in this world, the thinnest place in the world. Thin in a in a metaphysical sense that, that reality is thin here because heavens and earth are intermingled. He says that starts and the others recognized that the others went there. Then Moshe Rabbeinu got the Torah and the Torah led us on this inexorable path to David HaMelech finding this place, finding this threshing floor, making a deal with, uh, with Aravnan, with Yevusim there and purchasing it, whether it was for 200 gold pieces as is said in Divrei Yamim, or in Shmuel, in Shmuel for 50 silver pieces, whatever, whatever the price was. You should know the Yivusim wanted to give it to him for free, right? But David HaMelech needed to purchase it. So the Malbim actually gives a history. He says, the final moment. When do we realize everything, the entire world is Hashem's? When that moment that had been waited for from the beginning of creation, when Hashem's chosen spot was activated with the Aron Kodesh and the Beis HaMikdash being built. A few more. Um... We don't have too much time. We'll do one more over here. I really feel bad because there's such... I, I guess we might have to... Would it be okay if we turned Tikkun Chatzos into a three-part? Would that be okay, people? 
you have to just give me a thumbs up uh, because we could rush through it, but then it wouldn't be doing it justice. And, and I'll just give you a preview uh, because we basically have two minutes left here. I just want to give you a preview of what lies in wait for us in these hopeful psalms of rebuilding and Tikkun Leia. So we have, we have, Korach. Ka'ayil Tarog, one of the most beautiful verses in all of Tanakh. Ka'ayil Tarog, alafike ma'ayim, ke'nafshi sarog elechelokim. Like a deer, a heart, panteth after the water brooks. Is de- right? Desires is tarog, has an ariga, has a strong draw to a place of water. That's how our soul is drawn. Desires God. If only we take a moment to pause and to block out the noise for a second, we realize, I need God. We need God in our lives. We need this anchoring. We need this emuna. We need it to deal with difficult times. And whether times are so crazy that we are too consumed with anxiety or times are too good that we're consumed with complacency, it's incumbent upon us as believers to keep it in our minds. My heart and soul pines for you, God. The next, after the shaftani elokim, veriva rivi, be my judge and plead my cause against an ungodly nation. And then there's Lam Natsach Mizmor David Yan Chashem Yom Sara. Answer me in the time of my distress. Lam Natsach Benegidos Mizmor Shir. We bring song back. The first time Tikkun Chatzos references. How can we sing Eichna Shir Ashir Hashem Alat Vasnechar? In Tikkun Rachel we have the mourners saying, How can we ever sing again? And in Tikkun Leah we already have a psalm that says Lam Natsach Benegidos Mizmor Shir. Let's bring our string music. We can play music again. Time will come and we'll be allowed to. Hallelujah! It continues and we finish off with Until when will there be mourning and crying in Zion and a lament in Yerushalayim? My friends, we will be continuing. We'll do one more shir on Tikkun Chatzot and these most powerful psalms. It is my bracha to all of us. I hope I wasn't too heavy with the editorializing this evening. You know that I'm about Torah and you know that I don't like to intermix it. But, uh, but I, I want us to know that our philosophy and how we interpret the world as Jews can be informed deeply by the words of Tehillim, by our own national history, by our own understanding of the world and our own unique specific place in it and responsibility as Jews as Hashem's people, and that hopefully that we fulfill our calling to be an or legoyim, to help lead the light to a tikkun, to a final rectification of all that is ill, all that is sick, all that is broken, all that is destroyed in this world, and to be able to lahakim shchinta mi'afra, to bring the shchin and the presence of God up from the dust, and may we all rejoice at tarachim tzion in the moed, of when God is finally merachem and gives chain and grace to Yerushalayim. I want to thank Dorothea once again. Our learning tonight was dedicated for her father, Beliezer Nachem, Moshe Nachem HaKohen, Mr. Leo Krieger, may his neshama have an aliyah, Dorothea Chaim Aruchim to you. May you know only joy and only smachos from now and forevermore together with all of Klal Yisrael and the entire world. Thank you all so much. Amen.